This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. A midweek podcast. Yes, I did promise this in the last episode and I am following through with it. Although it's very odd because while this is being released midweek and I don't usually do this, as you know, typically podcasts go out on weekends. Um, I do know that even though this is releasing midweek, a lot of people may not listen to it now. You may be listening in a year or six months or in three days. So it's kind of irrelevant when it comes out. But uh, yes, I am recording it. Uh, midweek on Thursday the 5th of May 4.44am local time but pretty much everywhere else in the world it is May the 4th and as a massive massive Star Wars fan I will say happy May the 4th to you Uh, may the 4th be with you the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer came out today and my god am I so excited for that show Um, maybe we'll get into more of my personal interests in another in another uh, podcast but I absolutely adore Star Wars so I'm so so excited for the new Obi-Wan show to come out and the trailer just like gave me goosebumps all over but as you've seen from the title today we're focusing on uh, my surgery that recently happened what I will do before I begin like I always say this podcast is available on all streaming platforms that means you can listen to it on pretty much any platform of your convenience I will always recommend Spotify or Apple Podcasts I previously promoted SoundCloud but I feel like that's that's the hosting site I use to then dis- uh, distribute it to all other platforms because that's just what I've been using since day dot Um, and I haven't really made the switch elsewhere because like I said this is just a a fun side project you know there's no money made from this it doesn't really I mean obviously it gives you guys enjoyment but say it's not a uh, as much of a focus but I do really enjoy doing it and I'm trying to be a bit more consistent with it when I'm not say busy in the sense of traveling and so forth um, so yes, in saying that, do go and listen to it on Spotify. Uh, whatever platform you do choose to listen to it on, just be sure to drop it a follow. That way you will be notified when a new episode goes live. And as you've probably noticed from just how releases usually pan out, it can be very, very random. So uh, I usually try and stick to a Saturday release, but then it can be Sunday and it's a bit all over the place at random times. I don't have, it's not like videos where they go out at a certain time on both channels usually. Um, so I just wanted to mention that for you now. Like I mentioned, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went in for, well, actually now to the day, two weeks ago, I went in for my first ever surgery, my first ever operation, um, and I was documenting the experience in my notes because I wanted to do a podcast on it. I mean, if people are interested and want to tune in, they're more than welcome to, but I was almost doing it um, as a personal thing for me to be able to look back on it and say, oh God, I did this, that happened. Um, One of the... Well, something happens a lot of the time during surgery is you'll forget a lot of what goes on. But see, I've remembered everything, so maybe I'm a little bit weird. Um, but I remember pretty much everything up until like the last moment, I, uh, right before I fell asleep, because I was put under for the operation. 
So I thought we'd start off with the premise of what it was. It was a wisdom teeth extraction, something I'm sure many of you have either gone through or were going to need to go through. It is a very common operation. Um, doesn't make it a pleasant one, but it's a very, very common uh, operation that most people have to go through. But consider yourself lucky if you never have to go through it because then you've successfully passed the number one test of, I guess, your mouth and your teeth coming through in the correct manner. I was very unlucky with my wisdom teeth, to say the least. I obviously had four of them, but only one came through in the wrong manner. All the rest came through perfectly fine and did not need to be removed. But because of the nature of one of them was that was uh, coming in sideways, which I'm sure many of you have also experienced, it was advised to just remove them all to not encounter problems. So that means I had all four yanked in the one sitting. Um, sometimes people will try and like split it. They'll go two and then two, or they'll only get the one that's actually impacting extracted. But no, I had all four removed. So I was like a chipmunk for a couple of days. And uh, that's just the background. And it's been a long time coming. Back in early 2019, I was told I would need to get them all out within weeks because I would be in excruciating pain. Um, but like anything in the world, a lot of it is to do with money and they want your money and they want you to do it sooner. Not always maybe what's necessarily best um, because turns out three years later, they had actually progressed better than they were three years before. Um, so here we are. I did eventually get them removed though just because of the uncertainties regarding my travel uh, scheduling. I'm moving overseas um, and I'm sort of all over the place with everything for work. It's just easier to get it done now when the opportunity does present itself. But it did mean that um, I would have to recover a little bit after. And you may have seen on the YouTube channel that a couple of videos I sounded really weird, as in I probably didn't sound as normal. Um, that was because I was recording that like 24 hours after the operation because I needed to work. <laughs> um, like I said, and like all of you know by now, there, there isn't anyone else that's employed. There's no one that helps, you know. From the emails, to the scripting, to literally organizing this podcast, to releasing this, to editing it, to doing all the videos and, and stuff, it's just me. So uh, no one else is going to do the videos, no one else is going to bring in the money and, and keep the channel and, I guess you could say, business rolling over. So I had to work, and that's why I send it a little bit off. But as for the podcast, because it is a side passion hobby, there was no real need for me to uh, record, if you will. I was just happy to wait, and I think I pre-recorded one, I do believe, yes. The My experience flying Air Canada was pre-recorded before my surgery, so I could release it um, when I was recovering. But obviously now, I wouldn't say my mouth is back to full health, but I do feel fine. That being said, I do usually routinely go to the gym, and uh, I've been to the gym twice since the surgery, and I'm not going to lie to you, it is very physically demanding. I feel very like drained when I do that kind of thing, so I definitely say I'm still recovering. Uh, so that's just the premise of what the operation was. I thought we'd go into now, well, I'd go into now, pardon me, the whole experience. So surgery was uh, on a Thursday. Uh, my admission time was around 8 a.m. And my surgery was scheduled for a little bit after that. Um, I didn't know the exact time because it, it, there, you get so many times naturally when you go into hospital. It's like admission. Then when you're taken to the next zone, then when you're allowed to leave, that it was it was very confusing. So I just know I needed to get there at eight o'clock in the morning, which is fine because I live on EST GMT time. Basically, that's what I work on. So uh, I was up already, but I had to fast. I, that's something I had to do. I had to fast from midnight, but because of my lopsided schedule, I had been already fasting for like nearly 24 hours prior to the operation. So that that's, again, that was one of the weird things. It's like, 
you need to fast from said time. Oh, that's when I get up. So most people would, you know, have their final meal and then go to sleep and wake up right before they need to leave. But obviously I'd been up like 10 hours, so you can't drink or eat. That was my fasting. Arriving at the, um, the hospital was fine. Uh, because of COVID protocols, it's still very, well, again, the hospital's more so, even if they're private or public, whatever they are, they're a lot more stricter on the COVID protocols than maybe your supermarket is nowadays. So obviously it's very one person in, one person out. Uh, that's it. So I had to go through all the passageways and then made it up to the area where I was going to be admitted. I waited for a little bit, filled in some forms like you always do, so many forms to sign. Um, I was then called to another holding room where I changed into my uh, hospital gown sort of thing, which I've never I've never done this before, um, and I'm very thankful and grateful that I've been in good health where that's not something that has been required for me. Um, but obviously, having no- never done that before, it was very... Um, you see it in the movies, you see it in the shows, and I have been to hospitals before, not specifically to be treated myself. Um, so I've seen them, and it, it felt weird to be putting one on, but I guess grateful in the sense that I knew that it was just my teeth. Um, like there was not, thankfully, touch wood, there was not something specifically wrong with me that was uh, life altering. And, and that's why I was there. So, but nevertheless, it did definitely feel a little bit weird um, putting that on and like bagging all my belongings. Uh, they took my weight and did all that and more documentation. I was then finally moved to the hold another holding room, but this is the point where I was able to sit in a bed. Um, that was an awful 40 minute wait. And obviously I was only having my wisdom teeth out. Um, I know there were people there that were having far worse done, um, and I think it was it was a bit of a reality check in the sense of, I think, it, not that I was ever really worried per se, I was never worried about the operation, I was just frustrated about the recovery, because naturally I'm in a position where I have to, I cannot take days off, so I can't say, um, oh hey, I'm going to just take a week off. Even though I'm my own boss, I'm not going to take a week off, do you know what I mean? That's very detrimental to my work. Um and I think when like your channel is, or when your business is struggling to begin with, you do not want to take a week off. I'm sure everyone can understand that. So I'm not necessarily in a work position where uh, my employer will just give me a week off to recover. So I was a bit frustrated about that recovery aspect, but I was never worried about the operation. And obviously I overheard things um, and it's sort of like, I was like, I'm, I'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? I'll be fine. That being said, the 40 minutes sort of sat there in dead silence. We were not nice. Um, I had a warm blanket. I was then, I had like the the one the woman that was doing the uh, anesthetic come out to me. The guy that was doing the operation came out to me, spoke a little bit about what was going to happen. I then was finally wheeled into the operating room, um, which again was another weird experience. Uh, I moved over to a specific, I don't know what they call it. It wasn't necessarily, I moved from a bed to almost like a table. Um, I was strapped in, blood pressure. They did a couple of needles. They couldn't find my vein. And I was like, well, that's probably because I haven't been drinking. <laughs> and they're like, they said that. And I was like, yeah, well, and I had to, uh, you know, pump my fist kind of thing for them to find it. Um, so, yeah, they did that. And then I think they talked to me a little bit. They were just getting stuff set up. I then put a mask on. I started breathing. And obviously that was to put me to sleep. But, and I was, I'm, on, I'm sure many people probably have experienced a similar thing. But uh, you... I know a lot of people also have that question of what does it feel like when you uh, go off to sleep? And I guess it's different for everyone, but whenever I see someone's answer, it's like, you just go to sleep. I'm like, but that's not what I want. Do you know what I mean? When I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be like, I don't, I want to understand down to the minute details. And I guess that's what I do remember. Um, It was a very, very, very unique sort of experience. Um, Obviously, I think about 
how many seconds would it have been? Maybe three seconds, four seconds of breathing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to go to sleep. Oh no, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Which again, is something I think everyone probably goes through. You think, I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm not going to go to sleep. I then remember the guy saying deep breaths. So I took a couple of really deep breaths and then my left arm started feeling really um, tense and like tight, almost stiff. Like you had just lifted 500 kilos at the gym or pulled or pulled a plane behind you. Like stiff as in you couldn't, the arm was just paralyzed. Um, and then my whole body started to sort of tighten up, I guess you could say. Um, and then, yeah, and then I heard uh, Daniel, Daniel, and then I was waking up. Uh, in the recovery room but see i'm also someone that has never lost consciousness look i don't have a very eventful life i haven't had an eventful life in that sense like i don't drink alcohol i've never touched alcohol i never will so i've never been hung over i've never passed out drunk um i've never done any sort of like smoking or all these drugs like that's not me um i'm very safe with lots of different things so i will never take risks and i've never like engaged in heavy contact sports so i guess in that sense i've never experienced being unconscious um and my god it was really weird uh, i remember when i woke up i was saying like i need that to go to sleep every night because it was like it i just went straight to sleep and i'm someone that can struggle to fall asleep um because i just struggle and i start thinking about what's gonna go on and what, what my life is and then it's just it becomes really difficult to fall asleep but yeah uh, as for being put to sleep, I just felt my body sort of tense up and become really stiff and, like, unable to move, paralyzed, and then, obviously, I've just fallen asleep. But uh, I can confirm it works, and you do definitely go to sleep perfectly fine. Um, after the surgery, waking up was very weird. Um, most people will have, like, a reaction, and they may seem a bit weird, a bit goofy, a bit high, if you will. Um, I still remember everything I said, and I remember I said that I really wanted to, like, climb Mount Everest, which is weird, and that was probably because of how I was feeling. I was like, I really want to climb Mount Everest. I feel like I could run a marathon, and um, oh, definitely couldn't be doing that. My mouth, I remember, felt... I still had the clots in for the bleeding um, at my gums at the time, and I didn't even realize I were in there until the dude <laughs> grabbed, like, put his hand in my mouth. I'm like, what is going on? And then he pulled him out. I was like, oh... Uh, that's that's helpful to know. I did not know that was there because obviously I had so much numbing. I was given a icy pole or popsicle, if you don't know what an icy pole is, just like a lemonade ice stick, ice lolly. You know, I've got to I've got to appease different countries. So I know some people call it icy poles as in here in Australia. Then there's popsicles, pop sticks, ice lollies. Look, um, there, there's so many different ways of saying it, but you probably get what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I couldn't open my mouth, so like I just sort of had to weirdly like kiss the ice lolly um that was the only way i could get my lips some sort of liquid and it was so so weird i couldn't put it in my mouth it was an awful feeling i couldn't move my tongue um it honestly gives me shivers thinking about it now it was really really odd but i think i recovered pretty well because about 20 minutes later that is something else time went really quickly i think i was there 30 minutes and uh, it felt like one minute. It was that's it was really odd again. Um, and then I moved. I was moved down in the bed to like the last stage before you end up going home. Uh, and then I had to get changed. I was given jelly and ice cream, to which I spilt all over my gown because I couldn't open my mouth, nor could I chew in any sense. Uh, that was funny. I do have some pictures of that. So uh, I think I posted maybe one. And I also have one where I have ice cream all over my mouth because it's just dribbling down and I don't realise because I can't feel my my face. My face felt like a big pimple because I'd had no feeling anywhere. Um, 
So eating anything was really, really incredible. Uh, not incredible, pardon me. It was really, really difficult. And um, subsequently, you have someone then come in and give you all the medications. There was a lot of medication. Um, as you probably already guessed, I'm also someone that is not frequently on medication. Um, bar, you know, like Panadol and Advil, I do not take and I've never taken sort of medication. So I was on some pretty heavily prescribed stuff and... Um, stronger dosages of everything and I think I took something like a hundred tablets in the week the week from my recovery um no maybe like eight days from my recovery there are a total of like a hundred tablets um so many doses of things and and I, I would say they worked because uh when someone and that's something I'm going to get into in a second I want to get into the pain and uh, how it was for me because it's again different for everyone um but definitely I'd say the medication did their job the the experience the first night was not too bad. Um, I had to take some strong painkillers that make you sleepy. So that's something across the week I experienced was a good night's sleep. Like I never had a bad night's sleep. I slept well. And I think that's something that was pivotal to my recovery. Had I been up all night in discomfort, I don't think that would have happened. The way I describe the pain and discomfort to anyone is for me personally and my experience uh, if you know, if you're someone that's had that feeling when the wisdom teeth creep in and you get the inflammation and the infection, sometimes you can get infection there, but uh, it can be a bit sore and tender and maybe it like rises the gum, it gets inflamed, obviously. Imagine that times five on every tooth. Um, that's sort of how it felt for me. And I'm someone, like I mentioned, only one of them, they had to sort of cut the tooth in half and all that crap because it was coming so inward. The rest were very, very simple jobs, but... It still felt like that everywhere. That being said, the top wisdom teeth are really easy to extract. So that meant that for me personally, I have not really had any problems up there. It's only been the lower two. So I guess that's something also, if anyone that's listening to this is going to get them out, most likely unless your top ones have not come out at all. Mine had come out perfectly. So maybe that's why it makes it easier, but they're usually quite easy to dislodge. And that's more of a pull job. Whereas the lower ones are more cutting the gum. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's where you're going to probably feel the most discomfort. Uh, sorry for knocking the microphone. That's where you're going to feel the most discomfort, in my opinion. Um, but I never experienced once pain. That's something I have still to this day, two weeks on, I've not experienced pain. I've experienced discomfort. And I would I would argue that they're, they're two different things. Discomfort in the sense of it's uncomfortable because you don't like how you're feeling. You don't like how weird your mouth feels or inflamed or how you can't move your tongue and you can't eat certain foods. But I never experienced throbbing pain. I didn't get a dry socket either. Actually, I went to the dentist yesterday for a checkup and it was all fine. So uh, I think I'm lucky in that sense. And obviously everyone's different. You may experience pain. You may also have a lower pain tolerance. You may have a higher pain tolerance. Um, but typically with the medications you are prescribed, if you take them every, uh, well, not every, I'm not going to like say how many, how often I was meant to take them because it may be different for you. Um, but say for me, it was every four to five hours and that's when I was taking them. Um, and again, that's not to say you need to go and do that uh, because you may prescribe something different based on where you are. But for me personally, my medication was every four to five hours. And then right before bed, I took a stronger tablet to get me through the next 12 hours. Um, and that really, really did its job. Like, I don't. There were only some points where it got worse, and that's usually when I was coming to the end. Uh, but honestly, the most annoying thing is the fact you have to eat soup pretty much every single day for like four days, five days straight before then you can move into maybe some pasta or eggs, really soft. And even then, it's really difficult to eat. 
and you sort of almost feel like you have no choice but to eat jelly, ice cream, soups, uh, milk, milkshakes, um, and so forth. So that's just something also I thought I wanted to uh, mention. The medication, though, was definitely taking a beating, and like it does always for anyone. Um, that's one of my final notes I actually have for this podcast is the medication is not pleasant because it is so strong. You do feel out of it quite a lot. Um, I know there were mistakes in some videos, and, and genuinely to me, I had watched them over and they seemed fine. Um, but that's like me being out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't comprehending some things. Obviously, you're left quite frustrated at your situation. Um, and I guess those are all things to consider. And also, I'd argue they're all things to expect. Um, as in, you're not going to have the most incredible experience because you've had a major surgery and you've had your wisdom teeth indeed removed. Uh, but I'm happy it's done. The way I describe it to anyone is it's done now. I do not have to worry about it ever again, and I've got it out the way. So that makes me happy, and I think that's the way I always perceived the entire thing was I'm getting it done. That's all. Uh, in total other news, I bought an AirTag. Um, if you've been on Twitter, you may have seen the absolute disaster that happened uh, to someone on there. Um, I've just decided to get an AirTag. Uh, because I have valuables and stuff naturally in my suitcase and uh, because I live in Australia all my flights are very long and therefore I do not trust sometimes it to be the perfect transition between say six planes and uh, I would like to know where it is so I've done that that's arrived that's ready for me to go to Canada and um, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like I love tracking that even stems back to like flight radar so I love tracking things uh, even parcels so I think it's going to be cool having a thing on my suitcase and being like hey this is um right underneath my or where I'm sitting kind of thing or it's in a truck and it's heading to the the aircraft now do you know what I mean I think it's I think it's pretty awesome to say the least um regarding the next podcast that should be I believe let's see I think the next podcast will probably be on the weekend. I'm going to look at probably doing an in-depth look at the Qantas Project Sunrise announcement that occurred on Monday. Was it Monday? Yes. Monday Australia time, Sunday EST GMT time. So I'll definitely be taking a look at some of the developments there uh, because I did cover them in a three-part mini-series on the YouTube channel, but I wanted to go a little bit more in-depth regarding my thoughts and feelings on it all as I, as I have some opinions uh, that I would like to share. Then we'll be back to routine coverage on the aviation industry as well as some new flight experiences. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, as for everything else, everything's tracking well. Um, I'm excited to release more podcasts in the future and keep all this going. I definitely appreciate the support on them to the people that do tune in. Thank you very much for taking the time to watch it. It definitely means a lot. Um, and yes, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I hope you're having a good week so far. Do be safe, do take care, and I will indeed see you on the weekend for another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Or alternatively, you can just check me out on YouTube. <laughs> so yes, take care. Thank you very much for listening to my experience uh, with the Wisdom Teeth Extraction. I hope it gave you a few laughs and maybe some insight if this is something you're going to be going through when you're a little bit older, or maybe you're going through it in a week or two. So yes, take care, and I'll see you then. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, 
analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time. 